Good morning. My name is Lydia Choi, and I am one of the pastors here, and I want to welcome all of you, and I want to welcome those that are joining us online as well. Thank you for being with us. Um, today is actually the Lunar New Year. So those of us that are Asians, Happy Lunar New Year. And in Korean, I would say, 새해 복 많이 받으세요. So, yay! <laughs> How about that? Um, this year, we're celebrating, celebrating the year of rabbits. So all the babies that are born this year will be rabbits. And here's a photo. Um, I have a photo of my family last Thanksgiving um, doing something called sebe. So they're like bowing to their grandparents. I know that seems weird, but we do that out of honor, respect, and um, gratitude. And after we do our sebe, the bowing, we receive an envelope of money. My kids love doing this. And I liked it because guess what, guys? I made money too. <laughs> so happy new year. Um, today I am excited um, to start, launch a new sermon series here at Bethany from the letter of First John. There are some disagreements among the scholars about the authorship of the book, but early Christian traditions um, brings us um, points the authorship to the disciple um, of Jesus, um, John, who also wrote the Gospel of John and Revelation. So Apostle John was the younger brother of James, and he was the disciple that deeply knew the love of Jesus. And from this identity of being loved by God, he wrote First John. And at Bethany, um, there's a group of us, um, as pastors, we call a teaching team um, that meets every Monday morning um, from Bethany's six locations. And as we were studying the passage together, um, four words caught my attention. A thesis statement of four words to build a life upon. Four words of a simple faith. Four words of life. Love God, love others. Love God, love others. Here is a photo of our graphic. Um, it's a beautiful art that is created um, by our creative team here at Bethany. And um, the message the art is telling us is that the center of our faith is to love God and love others. And as our faith grows, as it expands into our city, Seattle, Shoreline, Edmonds, Bothell, Linwood, Makatio, and on, you see the icons representing the Pacific Northwest. And in the core of loving God and loving others, our faith continues to grow. So friends, we were created to love God, love others. It's the core of who we are. It is so simple. But of course, as humans, we like to make simple things very complicated. So this week, I was talking to Michelle, our worship director, um, about the message. And Michelle was saying how the message is straightforward. She was like, oh, Lydia, it shouldn't be too difficult for you to prepare this week. You'll be fine. I love how Michelle is no nonsense. She's awesome. <laughs> She's a good friend, amazing worship leader. Um, I love her. Um, but to be honest, I felt very distracted this week. The passage was very straightforward. I'm going to read it to you very soon. Super straightforward. There's, I could read it and say amen and be done. 
but it got so complicated as things in life got complicated and heavy. There were many things and many people that I was praying for this week. And I had this mom guilt that my children were not eating healthy enough. They love junk food. They're here. We need to stop that, guys. <laughs> and my Korean mom, when she visits, will follow my children around and feed them every moment they have because she feels like I'm starving them. I'm wondering how to get my husband to stop buying chips whenever he goes to the market. He's like, come on, honey, you're like almost like 50. Let's stop the chips. But then the serious part, wondering how the church can care better for the hurting people in our city. Wondering how we can care for the couples that are struggling in their marriages. Then wondering how to invite people to confess their sins, because that's what the sermon is about today, to Jesus. We're so private in the Pacific Northwest, we barely say hi to people beside us. How are we to confess our sins, right? So the passage wasn't so simple anymore. And then, of course, this is where I experience God's sense of humor. I received a text from a congregate early on this week. She texts saying, praying for no distractions. The Spirit, the Spirit of God intercedes. That same Spirit that speaks to me spoke to her congregant and speaks to you as well. When I received that text, I was like, wow, God, God is so good. I might have laughed a little bit, but might have also cried a bit, too, cried a bit too. So I'm praying today for no distractions. No distractions as we're here to hear the simple gospel of Jesus. We're here to hear the simple faith. So church, join me as we pray before we go deeper into God's word. Let us pray. Spirit of God, we thank you, Lord, for your presence upon this room. We thank you for your power. And we thank you that we are able to gather to worship you with our hearts, to give you honor, to come and to hear from you. And I pray, Father, Lord, that as we get deep into your word, that you will speak to our hearts, that you will speak to our soul, deep into our souls. And that through your word, that we will experience your love and your grace and freedom. So God, speak to us today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you have your Bibles with you today, please turn to 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 to 10, or you can follow along on the screen up on the top. Hear the word of the Lord. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him, there is no 
darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Today I come to you with a life-giving message. First, God is light. This is a declaration of who God is, the nature of God. So what does this tell us about God? God is absolute in his glory, in truth, and in his holiness. It's impossible for God's glory to hide in this world. Every morning, the sun peeks out into our city. So imagine with me, the light shines. If you've ever seen a sunset, I haven't seen one. <laughs> but you, I've seen videos and pictures. You see the sun coming up and the light shines. Every morning, the light is seen. God is seen. Light cannot be hidden. And God wants us to see him. And he is inviting us to know him. John 8, 12, in the Passion Translation says this, I am light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. Life giving light. In our culture, one of the things that is frequently asked is, what is life giving to you? Have you guys heard that question before? Yeah? What is life giving to you? Well, I have a long list of things that is life giving. We have some um, youth here in this room, so good grades, having lots of friends, dating that boy or the girl that you have a crush on, that's pretty life giving. And for the adults here, maybe a new car, building wealth, traveling the world, a promotion at work, purchasing your new home, having a good retirement plan. For moms, laundry and dishes are always done and put away. For dads, you can watch unlimited football with no chores. Yeah, maybe <laughs> this is something I like is I am not a good cleaner, but I like to watch cleaning hacks on Instagram. And there are lists of things that the world tells us that is life-giving. But the fact is, these things will not be life-giving if you live in darkness. These are temporary, temporary things in the world. There will be times when you don't get good grades, and you don't have friends, and your heart you know, they're breakups, right? It gets hurt. And you can't afford that new car or a new home. You didn't get into the college that you had hoped that you would. The promotion was given to your colleague instead, and etc. We will constantly search to see what is life-giving. 
But the fact of the matter is that we cannot experience the fullness of life if we're not in the light that the giver of life gives. Life is a gift that is given to us from our creator, the one who created us. The core of who we are is that we are created in the image of God. The core of who we are is we are to love God, love others. Secondly, in God, there is no darkness. 1 John 1, 6 says, If we claim to have fellowship with Him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. What does it mean to live in darkness? It's pretty simple. It means that we live in sin. And we are fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. In darkness, we will live a Jesusless life. We will live in ignorance of life that is apart from Christ. We won't know where we're going. We will be unfruitful, ultimately feeling lost in life. Many years ago, my family traveled to this closed nation where we're not allowed to share about Jesus. It's a place where you cannot be, if you want to be a Christian, you have to do it in secrecy. You can't even tell your children because at school, children are taught to tell on their parents. So you can imagine what it's like to be a Christ follower in this nation. And in this nation, with a family of five of us, we were on a bus. It was pitch dark outside, not a single lamppost. You couldn't see anything, but there were people walking in darkness Moms with babies on their backs, some carrying goods on their heads. These people had no light to guide them on their way back home. What the Spirit revealed to me then is that they're walking aimlessly, very tired, just beat up in fear, in loneliness, barely surviving, living in hopelessness. We are physically not living in those conditions. But some of us are spiritually living in that same condition. Walking aimlessly in fear, in loneliness, and barely surviving, living in hopelessness. That's what the darkness and sin of this world will bring to us. And you know what else darkness brings? Immoralities of life without Jesus. In our sinful nature, being unfaithful to your spouse, watching things that you shouldn't be watching on your phones and TV or computer, cheating, lying, stealing, coveting, greed, racism, addiction, and ultimately, living in darkness will lead us, lead us to live a life without love, without love, in hate, in a very lonely, dark place. Daryl Johnson, um, a pastor and a professor at Regent College, he writes this. In the presence of Jesus, 
the light we see that our problem is much deeper, more, much more sinister. Jesus shows us that we are caught in a complex web from which we cannot free ourselves. Something has got to hold on us. And we cannot break its grip. That something is a combination of forces of sin, evil, and death. The problem, according to the light of the world, is that we come in bondage to sin. We're held hostage by the power of evil. And we live in the grip of death. What makes it so bad is that the bondage blinds us. It blinds us so that we do not see the true nature of our condition. But church, there is hope. Hope because God loves us. He exposes the terrible truth. He shines lights for us to see. The light is a great revealer. It reveals everything, all the dust in your house. It reveals all the imperfections of light, all of your dirty laundry, everything you want to hide, light will reveal. I am so grateful that the light reveals the terrible truth so that we can be free. John 8.32 says, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. From the bondage of sin, addiction, alcoholism, greed, jealousy, anger, cheating, lying, hate, brokenness, pain. To be free, all we have to do is accept Jesus as your Savior, as the one who saved you, and confess. Confess. John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Confess our sins, your sins, your brokenness to Jesus and be forgiven. Receive forgiveness. As Don shared, sometimes it is so hard to receive that forgiveness. But Jesus has paid for your sins already. Receive that forgiveness. Confessing your sin isn't a one-time thing. As people, we continue to sin because it's in human nature to sin. But we strive for holiness in our lives, to be more like Jesus, to be sanctified. And we need to check our souls each day, asking God, Created me a clean heart, O Lord. Created me in a clean heart. 1 John 1, 7 says, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. I love the Passion Translation of verse 7. It says this, but if we keep living in the pure light that surrounds him, we share unbroken fellowship with one another. Isn't that beautiful? In this lonely Seattle, in this broken world, that we can share unbroken fellowship. So fourthly, share unbroken fellowship. 
Church, it's so important for us to be in fellowship. In fellowship with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and with one another. And if you are in need of a place to connect, you're in the right place today. You all got a booklet. You all got a connect, connect group booklet. And if you are joining us online or listening to the sermon, you can find this booklet on our website. Take a look at all the groups and maybe pick one or two that you can be part of. Be in fellowship with one another. And if you're newer to Bethany, join me next week on the stage for Newcomers After Party. And take an extra step of faith and join that new connect group called Newcomers Connect Group that will be led by Jeff and Jennifer Tanman. It'd be a great opportunity for you to get connected. We have something for everybody in this room, in this booklet. From youth, if you're in youth group, join youth group. If you're in young adult, we have young adult all the way to indie. I am not done yet. It's amazing. We have women's group, men's group. Everyone, we need to be in community and fellowship with one another. In the past three years, I've been walking with two other ladies, um, very different stage in life. We don't attend the same church. We come from very different backgrounds too. And I am part of something called the Discipleship Band. We begin this time by asking, how is your soul? So we meet every um, other week and through a phone call, and we ask, how is your soul? I share the questions with you in your bulletin. It's on the bottom of the bulletin, and the questions are, how is it with your soul? What are your struggles and successes? How might the Spirit and Scripture be speaking to you? And as polite ladies, we didn't get to the bottom of the question. The last question that is written, it says, when you're ready to go deeper question, right? And this is a question. Do you have any sin that you want to confess? It took more than a year during this meeting that one day I said, I have something to confess. And I poured out my struggle and my sin to this group. We prayed together, and they would check on me throughout the week, and they continued to journey with me as I navigated the struggle. And then something happened in our group. Confessing sins became a natural process became a natural process where every time we meet, we just say, hey, guys, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. There, there is this sin in my life that I, it is so hard. Can you pray with me? Church, when we confess our sins, we experience transformation in our lives. We experience freedom, freedom from shame, guilt, and heaviness. God is light. Let the light of Jesus illuminate in your life. I'm going to invite the band um, to come up. And as the band comes up, I want to invite you to close your eyes.
So let us close our eyes. The truth is that we can't do anything about the problem of sin. It's in our nature to sin. We are powerless against sin, evil, death. So we stand in a need of a redeemer. Someone who can save us. Someone who is stronger than sin, evil, and death. And that someone is Jesus. Jesus overcame darkness. And today, he is inviting you, you to live in the light. Does darkness feel too familiar to you? Do you feel like you've been in darkness too long and you can't figure a way out? The Spirit of God is speaking to our hearts. He is asking you to come. Come, my son. Come, my daughter. Church, I want to invite you to raise the palm of your hands and bring your sins and brokenness to Jesus. Everything that is burdening your soul, that is making you live in shame, all the sin from the darkest places of your life, confess them to Jesus. Experience the freedom that Jesus gives. Experience the freedom. Confess and your sins are forgiven. I am sensing that some of you are numb to sin. We don't know what sin is anymore. You might be very content with your life and feeling that there isn't sin in your life. God is light. Let the light reveal it. Ask God to reveal what those are. Daryl Johnson writes, We can never know the depth to which life has fallen or the height to which it may rise until we see it in the revealing light of God. Come and confess. Give your brokenness, your struggles, your shame to Jesus. Lift them to Jesus. Receive the freedom that Jesus gives. Church, be free. Experience the freedom. 
Ephesians 5:8, 14 says this, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. And everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it says, Church, wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. I'm going to ask, invite the prayer ministers to come forward. And I want to invite all of you to stand up. And we're going to have a time of prayer. If you are in a place, in a dark place in your life, Have hope because God is light and that light cannot be hidden. Even in the darkest place of your life, the light of Jesus Christ will shine. And friends, as as I have shared, our prayer ministers are people that intercede, that can pray with you. So if you are in need of prayer, or if you have a prayer request where you long to pray for a friend or a family member, come and pray with the prayer ministers. You are invited to pray with them to pray with us. And, fa- and church, if there is something in your heart, a struggle, you know there is that sin that you cannot tell anyone. I want to invite you to confess for Jesus Christ has come to this world the one who died on the cross for us and resurrected in three days has died on that cross on her behalf he has already paid for your sins your sins are forgiven so may we lift up to God give your sins to Jesus and if you have a prayer that is dear to your heart write it out in a connect card and put it in the baskets as you walk out and we will love to pray for you so church we're going to take a few moments 
to pray. Let us pray. God, we thank you, Lord, for this holy moment where we come, Lord, and ask you, Lord, to shine your light upon us. We come to you today, Lord, with all our la dirty laundry, with our darkest moments. With the sin in our lives and the sin of this world. And we ask you, Jesus, that you will forgive us. God, I ask you, Lord, that you will forgive me. God, I ask you, Lord, that you will forgive us. We come to you, Jesus. And we lay our burdens to you. And we cry out to you, Abba, Father. We thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus into this world to give us freedom the freedom to worship, the freedom to love you. The freedom to walk in the light that you give to us. May the light of Jesus Christ illuminate in our lives. And may we be illuminating your light into this world. For you have called us to be sons and daughters. So we come, Lord. To give ourselves to you. And I pray, God, Lord, that in the freedom that you give us, that we will receive your forgiveness. Some of us here are so hard on ourselves that we cannot dare to forgive ourselves. But I pray, Father, Lord, that you will give us the freedom to receive the forgiveness that you give to us, that we will experience your grace. And your love, 
your unfailing love that you love us no matter what and may we cling on to those words jesus come holy spirit and intervene in our lives let the light reveal the things that we cannot see and may we bring them to you break us from the chain of bondage the sin that is in part of our genealogy may that be broken and may heart our hearts be cleansed through the giver of life jesus so god create in me a clean heart that each day i will come to you and ask you to create in us a clean heart that we will love you with all of our hearts mind and soul that we will love others that in loneliness and lonely seattle so rainy it rains all the time god that we will that we will fight on broken fellowship that there will be no more loneliness in this church that we will experience your love together and walk in faithfulness we thank you that even in miss a confessing and bringing all the hardships to you that you give us joy and so much hope so we cling to those words today jesus may the joy of the lord be upon us and in jesus name we pray amen <laughs>